Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 421, session number 130 of Ask Scott. This is where we're going to answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday, and you guys know that, that are coming back, that are longtime listeners, and if you're a brand new listener, I want to welcome you. I want to uh, shake your hand virtually here and uh, say welcome. And this is what we do on Fridays. I actually listen to listener questions, generally three to four questions, and then I go ahead and I give my opinions, my advice, my thoughts, and it's kind of like us sitting down in that coffee shop having that conversation. So today, we're going to do that, and we're going to be talking about three different questions right now, just to give you a little bit of an idea what we're going to be talking about here on this session. But number one is testing products fast. The other one is Google AdWords, and if you don't know what Google AdWords is, it's a ad platform on Google. And then uh, also, we're going to talk about inventory placement, all right? So those are the three main things we're going to be talking about. Before we jump into those questions, you guys know I like to do a couple of things here. Number one, I like to remind you that you can ask your own question and maybe have it aired on an upcoming Ask Scott session by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And just record a brief message there. The only thing I do ask is that you leave your first name. If you want to leave where you're tuning in from, that would be kind of cool too. And then from there, your brief question. And I will uh, possibly listen to it and then air it on an upcoming show. So definitely, definitely do that and keep coming back. And uh, you can listen and see if one of your questions has been answered. And there's always a bunch of great questions that we talk about here on this uh, on this Ask Scott session on this Friday edition. So the other thing I wanted to do, and I talked about if you're brand new, if you are brand new, just starting, and maybe you just started listening to the podcast, maybe you're a binge listener. I get a lot of you that say, Scott, I've been listening for days, just an hours, and just uh, going through six, eight, 10 different episodes a day. Um, if that is you and you're a little overwhelmed because there is a lot of things to do there, I do a live workshop where I actually break down five phases, actually, to picking your product, sourcing, launching, doing everything in between on a workshop, and I condense it down into about 90 minutes. So if you want to attend that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. You can register for an upcoming one there. And then the other thing that I always like to do here is talk about my thought of the week. And this one here really, really kind of hit me because I thought of it like this, but I didn't ever hear it. I guess, phrased like this. And I forget where I heard it from, to be honest with you. It just, it kind of stuck in my head that I'm thinking about, everyone's talking about profit, like money, right? I want to make money. I want to profit. I want to, I want to, you know, start this business and, and, uh, you know, start bringing in some revenue, but then start profiting like as fast as possible. And my thing is, is we can't go in, in the mind or within this business. We can't go in this business with the mindset that we're automatically going to profit financially, That's what we want. I get it, right? I get a lot of you saying, Scott, but I just want to make my first thousand dollars or I want to make my my first dollar, right? And I get it. And that's kind of like validation that this thing actually works for you. But a lot of people don't realize that as you're learning, as you're growing, even if you're not making a profit, air quotes, by the way, I'm using the air quotes, if you're not making a profit financially, okay, by receiving a dollar that's earned, you're always profiting by the lessons that you learn going through this process. So you have to switch your mindset and think for a second, what have you learned 
by going through the process. So many people say, Scott, I failed. I went out there, I tried this thing and I failed and I, it, I just, I just didn't succeed. Like I'm, I'm a failure or I don't want to do this because I don't want to fail. And my answer is always, did you really fail? Or are you really afraid that you're going to fail? Because if you are, you're not thinking about the entire picture. Do you realize that when you do something, you put something in motion, okay, and you start to get a result, whether it's positive or negative, you're going to be able to learn from that. And that to me is profit currency. This is where we are able to have this knowledge. I should say knowledge, not profit is currency. Well, money is currency, but you get what I'm saying. I like to look at that as like knowledge that is profit currency, okay? So it's like you profited from that experience, just not in you know money, in dollars and cents, but you did within those lessons that you've learned, okay? So failures are, and I don't even like to say failures, you know, but let's just call it, like everyone calls it failures. Let's say uh, something that didn't work, it was a failure to you, but you have to think about that you profited from that experience because you learned so much, all right? Even if you picked a product right now and you started selling it and it was doing well and then it stopped doing well because a whole bunch of people came in and sold the same exact thing and you just went in there and just basically slapped your logo on something, you didn't really differentiate yourself, and that was your problem, but you learn through that process. So then you liquidated that, you, you move on to a different product, you're, you're smarter, you're wiser, you, uh, you know the process better, you know what you would do differently. Those are things that you have to take and bring into your next, your next business or your next product or whatever, right? There's things I learned in the photography business from me running a photography business for over 10 years with my wife. I learned so much from that that I brought into my online businesses and physical products businesses and how to deal with customers and how to be a better business owner. I learned from my father's business that I was in the construction field for over 10 years. Uh, growing up in that, I seen partnerships. I seen what I liked, what I did. I learned so much. So did I fail because I worked for my father's company and I thought I was going to own this company and I put blood, sweat, and tears into this? I missed some of my... Some of my uh, child's first events in their life uh, because I was building a company for my father's business that I thought I was going to one day own. And now I don't own it. So am I a failure because I didn't get that? I didn't get that end result that I thought I was going to do, that I was going to, uh, to be able to be rewarded for in the end? Am I a failure because of that? Heck no. I learned so much through that experience. I'm a better person because of it. I appreciate life uh, more so now than I ever have right? But I also learned about business and I learned mistakes that they did that I was able to witness that I'm going to do differently, right? Or there's things that I've tried in there with dealing with, with, uh, you know, people that work for you, employees. Like I know how I, I would deal with them differently. I know how I would make sure that they knew that I was there for them. So they would work harder for me and be rewarded if they did, right? Like, so there's there's a whole bunch of things that you learn through this process. And I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but I have to because I think people don't look at the experience that you're gaining from anything that you do is technically profit, okay? It's just a different form of profit. You gained something. That's your profit, okay? So, all right. So, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. That was my thought of the week. Wanted to go ahead and share that with you. Hopefully, you guys are cool with that. And hopefully, you think about this a little bit differently. All right? So, guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's get going here. Let's get rocking and rolling. Let's go ahead and listen to this week's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. 
Hey, Scott. My name is Jason. I've been listening to your podcast for a little while now. I really like your approach, but I had a quick question for you. The process that you described seems to be product first, and I'm wondering how that process would change if you uh, were to start with a following in a niche, say a Facebook fan page, uh, without a product to sell. How would you find that product uh, to sell? I've heard people talk about using Amazon affiliate links as part of your content uh, to that fan page. Um, And then you can look at what they're clicking on when they click through those affiliate links, what what other products that they're clicking on and buying and, and get product data that way. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. And if there's anything else that you would suggest, um, like I said, from starting from a, uh, a following without a product in mind. Um, thanks. Look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Jason, thank you so much for the question. And I love, love this question. And really what we're talking about is how do you go out there and figure out what people are willing to buy right now without you necessarily having to have a product. Well, number one, we know that Amazon is a great tool for doing this, right? That's kind of like why we like to start on Amazon and we like to see what products are selling before we actually make that leap or we make that decision to go ahead and give it a try because they've kind of proven that you know there's people buying these products. But what you're suggesting And I think it's interesting and I think it's a good idea. Uh, There is going to be some work involved here unless you can tap into someone else's audience. But really what you're talking about here, Jason, and anyone else listening is we're talking about building up a community of people or finding a community of people or heck, going out there and buying a website right now, which that's another option. I haven't talked too, too much about that. I had Justin Cook on from Empire Flippers. And they, uh, they sell websites, okay, that are generating traffic, that are generating affiliate sales through Amazon or other, maybe even other sources like ClickBank or, uh, you know, even, you know, even eBay, who knows, but they're, they're generating, uh, revenue and traffic, and then you're buying a website. But what you're saying to do is to kind of start from scratch maybe and build your own uh, fan page and that community. And then from there, start to test offers. And what I mean by that is, is like, let's say for example, uh, and you know what, I probably should get people caught up that are saying to themselves, what does affiliates mean or affiliate being an affiliate for a product? Amazon, eBay, both of them will allow you to do this. Um, it, at least the last I checked eBay does, but Amazon definitely does. And it's what they call their associates program. And we can, you can sign up for it. I can sign up for it. I have, uh, anyone can sign up for it. And then basically you can share a link that has tracking on it that if you sell a product or if you share that link with someone or an audience um, and they buy that product, you will get a percentage of that sale. So they'll pay you. Amazon will pay you. Now, They're not going to pay you much. They're going to pay you, I think it's like 4% right now uh, if you're just starting. And then depending on how much volume you do in sales, that will increase and that can go up as high as I think 7 maybe 8%, somewhere in there. I haven't looked into it to be honest with you. It used to be up to 8%, but you had to be doing a ton of volume. But the cool thing about this is number one, it's a 24-hour tracking cookie, they call it, okay? And I don't want to get too... Uh, too uh, technical here, and I'm not really the tech guy, but I do know about tracking, and I know that it's called a cookie, so it's basically something that's placed on that person's computer, uh, not 
bad in a bad way. It just tracks them. So this way here, you would get credit for it. So if let's say, for example, someone uh, was having a cooking, uh, you know, blog or something, and they went ahead and they shared that they were using a garlic press. And then I clicked on that garlic press. It took me over to Amazon. And then from there, if I bought that garlic press within 24 hours, I would get 4% of that sale. Okay. Now, the other thing that's pretty cool about this is Amazon does this as well. Once they click over from my link and now they're into Amazon's uh, platform, if they don't buy my garlic press, but they end up checking out that day in that 24-hour window, if I'm the last link that they came from outside of Amazon, I will get credit for everything that's in their shopping cart. So let's say they had a $1,200 digital SLR camera in that shopping cart. They had some gifts for other people. Uh, Maybe they had, uh, I don't know, a a Fire HD uh, stick or whatever they're calling them now. Uh, So let's say I had those things in there. It was like a $2,000 order. I would get 4% of that sale. Okay, so it's not just on the one product that led them there. It's you getting them there is really how that works, okay? Uh, At least the time that I'm recording this, that's how it works, all right? But to me, it's gonna take a lot of traffic. It's gonna take a lot of uh, you putting out little, you know, links and products and stuff to kind of test this to really make a good, solid income from that. And it's questionable, like you're not, it's not gonna be predictable. Um, Actually, Chris Guthrie, uh, some of you may or may not know from Salesbacker, good friend of mine, um, he published years ago that he made, or I I say made, he generated a million dollars in affiliate sales through, uh, you know, basically creating a review type site and then people would go there, they would look at different comparisons and then they would click on one of the products and lead them over there and then, uh, he ended up generating over a million dollars. Uh, so out of that million, I think he was he took home over, gosh, I don't know, it was over a hundred thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure that was the number, but uh, but that's basically how that works. So I just kind of wanted to get you caught up on how that works. Where this could be interesting, a couple of different things. Let's say, for example, you already have a Facebook page or a Facebook group, and you know that let's say fishing, let's go into the fishing thing again here. I'm going to sound stupid because I'm going to make some references to some fishing stuff. And you guys are going to say, Scott, no, has no idea about fishing. I have, I do fish and I like fishing. I used to with my father and stuff, but really basic, like not, not, I'm not that, that much of a fisherman, but, uh, let's just say, for example, I wanted to see if this certain fishing, uh, tackle box, was something that my audience liked. I could use my associates link. I could put it on my Facebook fan page or my group or my email list. I can send my email list. This is another reason why an email list building in a market is pretty powerful. And I can drive them to a post that I wrote about this tackle box or maybe five tackle boxes that I'm considering buying and why this one is better than this one and this one isn't as good and all that stuff. And then if someone clicks on that link, they're going to go through and buy. And I can track that. I can see how many clicks I've received. I can see how many sales I've received. Okay. So there's two things that this will do for us. Number one, it'll see if there's people actually interested in this type of product. But then the other thing that it'll do is it will let us know that they're not just interested, but they bought it. And we actually did this on our new brand where we were, uh, there was a component, a a different uh, accessory that we don't sell. 
and it was part of our tutorial and we threw a link in there just to see what would happen. I think we had over 700 clicks. We might've sold like 25 or 30 of these things. Okay. Now we didn't make a ton of money, but it made us aware of this product and that we technically could probably private label it. Now we're not going to, there was a little bit of a a liability reason why we wouldn't want to sell it, but there's no reason for us not to send people to someone else's product if it's not competing with our own. So it's another thing. And I know I'm going off on a bunch of different areas right here, but this question brings up a really good discussion because if you have an email list in in, in a certain market or maybe a Facebook fan page or a group or Instagram, any of that stuff, you can test offers and they don't have to be your products. You can test a product a day if you want to, right? And then this way here, you're going to get that intelligence of the market. And then that can say, you know what? I'm going to do this because I know my market wants it. And it's going to help me boost my sales on Amazon. I'm going to start to rank better and all that fun stuff. Okay. So you totally, totally can do that. Now, if you don't have an audience, you might see someone that has an audience that isn't monetizing, isn't taking advantage of their audience in a way, and I, that sounds bad, not taking, taking advantage of having an audience, not taking advantage of them. I would never say that giving them products that they could be potentially interested in to help them in their market. That's really what I'm trying to say. So again, if it was in the fishing space and you found someone that had a, a, a fishing channel on YouTube and they had a hundred thousand subscribers, but they're not really doing anything other than the ad, uh, you know, the ad revenue from YouTube, which is pennies. And if you were able to say, Hey, listen, you know, you can do this associates thing where we can test products. And if we do, I can help source that product. Then maybe you can have a little bit of a partnership there too. Uh, or you might just want to say, Hey, can I send this stuff out? I just, I'm testing out these products to see if, if people want them. Uh, and then that way there, you can get the data. Um, but I think the best thing is, is if you're going into a market that you know you are going to be building a brand inside of, you are going to want to do something like this. And I think you can test products really, really quickly. Um, And going back to, uh, you know, if you wanted to go out there and buy a website right now, okay, and you wanted to see if you could find a website that had traffic, okay, it had organic traffic right now, so people on Google were finding it, and this this uh, website, all they were doing was they were monetizing the the website or the blog uh, or their YouTube channel or whatever. They were they were doing it by being an associate for Amazon products. The cool thing is here is we could buy that website, okay, and probably get it for a reduced price because they're only going to base the price on the current revenue. And if you're being a an Amazon affiliate associate, whatever you want to call it, you're only going to make four to eight percent. So let's say, for example, they are making $1,000 a month. You might be able to buy that website for 10 grand. And if you can buy that for 10 grand, that $1,000 that they're generating, because that's a lot of products that they're selling through there and they're only getting paid 4%. If you could private label one or two of those products, you can instantly go to 4% to 30% or 50% margin. You see what I'm saying? Because you could switch out those products with your own because you have the traffic. It's been proven. They've already bought the products. Again, this is probably another... Uh, topic I should probably dig into a little bit more. I've looked at doing that and it's, I've always got my eyes and ears open for an opportunity like that. Just one hasn't hit me. Um, but I also had decided probably about six to seven months ago now that I'm going to take all of my energy rate this second and put it towards our new brand and build up something, uh, that is, is bigger than just going out there and finding something that I could tap into and make another revenue stream out of. So anyway, I went on a little bit of, uh, not a rant, but just a deep discussion, I guess, which I wasn't planning on, but that's kind of how it works. Uh, so 
yes, Jason, I think it's a great opportunity, but there's some things you need to consider and you need to think about uh, where you are in this game and also uh, going out there if you're not already currently building this. And if you are going to take the time and the money and the resources to build something, you need to make sure that you're going to probably want to stay in that market um, one way or another. Okay. And if not, you're going to want to tap into someone else's audience. All right. So hopefully that helped. Hopefully that didn't um, make your brain hurt because there's a lot I went over there, Uh, but it is food for thought, right? It's definitely something to consider. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Marco. Uh, My question is about uh, uh, Google AdWords. So I would like to know if there is anything on your blog that talks about Google AdWords because uh, right now I'm not in the buy box with my product in, on Amazon and actually I don't want to lower my price so uh, I would like to get started with the Google AdWords so yeah this is my question thank you very much hey Marco thank you so much for the question and the answer to that question is no there really isn't anything on on uh, AdWords uh, and uh, there's a reason for that Right now, I don't think that is the best use of your time or anyone else's time when you have Facebook ads we can use instead. I would rather use Facebook ads than AdWords. Okay, now if anyone anyone listening is saying, well, Scott, what is AdWords? AdWords is Google's ad platform. Honestly, it's, it's harder to use than Facebook ads by a long shot. And I think anyone anyone would agree with that that's ever worked in, in AdWords. Uh, so... My uh, my thing here is I would go after Facebook ads. I would dial them in. If all you're looking to do is drive external traffic to your listings, I would not drive it directly to the listing, by the way. I would build an email list and then drive it to the listing page after I've qualified them. Or if you do want to drive them over to Amazon, I would suggest that you drive them to your store page. Because this won't then hurt your conversions on your listing. If we drive them directly from, and we call that like cold traffic, they're traffic that's never seen or heard about you or your product or your business, and all you're doing is asking for a sale, your conversions are going to be lower, period. Uh, Now, because of that, that's also going to drive traffic to that listing and then not turn into a sale. So Amazon's going to also look at that as a bad uh, a bad thing, and then they're going to, uh, you know, they're probably going to hurt your ranking, or they're going, they're going to take that in consideration when they're looking at your conversion rate and how many people are landing, you know, on your page and, and buying and not buying and all that stuff. So my suggestion is go Facebook ads or go influencer marketing by going out there and finding a YouTube channel, an Instagram channel. Uh, even a Facebook uh, group or page that's already existing that would be in line with your product. That's what I would do. But my first suggestion would be I would do the contest model where I would build an audience in that market uh, related to your product uh, and get a lot of buzz around that, build that email list, and then send them through, um, you know, we, we call it like our, our little... Uh, our three-day sequence where we actually let them know about an upcoming uh, special and then there's a deadline to that special. Um, That can be found at, if you haven't watched that yet, I would say definitely go check that out. Anyone listening to, by the way, uh, and that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And that will take you there and it'll it'll lay everything out for you. And it'll talk about uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook ads 
Uh, and that's really what we've done in this new brand. And it's been, it's been awesome and it works so well. And I just had a conversation the other day. I'll just, I'll add this in, uh, that, you know, I had a conversation the other day. We had actually had a coaching call. One of, uh, one of our winners from, uh, the 400th episode, I went ahead and said, uh, if you tell your story, um, on the, uh, on the, or in the Facebook group, we'll go ahead and we'll pick two winners. We'll do a 30 minute coaching call. It actually went for about an hour. So, uh, it, it would, but cause it was awesome. We, I, we, we totally loved doing them. Chris Schaefer was on with me and we had a really great call, um, with Ryan and it was just great. Right. But we were talking a lot about, he's already launched and all that stuff, but we were talking a lot about, uh, you know, the leverage of a list and not just, making the sale from the list. And this is what I want you to really take away from this. And, you know, Marco, this is really for you, but it's also for anyone else listening that is thinking, I want to build a list so I can just drive sales. It's more than that. When you have that list, and this happened to us, where we sent out a piece of content to that list, and then they shared that content in a in a bigger group than ours, and we sold over 180 units in one day because of that, Okay. And that's what happens. So you you need to look at not just the sale that can come from that email subscriber. You need to look at that email subscriber is a person that has the ability to share content or your product in a group without you needing to do it. All right. And we actually have, I think it's about six people right now that are like diehard loyal fans and they share it in all of the bigger groups for us and we don't have to do it. So if for some reason their post gets taken down or you know the admin says you can't post that in there, it doesn't reflect us as the brand because we didn't do it and we didn't really ask them to do it. We just said, hey, you know, uh, you know, here's here's an offer or or here's a, a tutorial on how to use this. Hopefully it's helpful, and then they'll share it. So a lot of uh, people, like I said, they look at just the money brought back from that email subscriber. I want you guys to remember that there's more to it than that. And when you start to to shift the mind, the, the mindset on that, it, it changes everything. So, um, and again, just to kind of go back to your your original question, because it's about driving outside traffic is really what you're asking. Um, I wouldn't do AdWords right now. And that doesn't mean y'all wouldn't do it in the future. Just right now, I think Facebook ads is going to be a better option for you and anyone else listening. So, Hopefully that answered your question. Hopefully I give you a little bit of direction and uh, keep me posted. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to one more question. I'll give you my answer. We'll wrap this up and you guys can get rocking and rolling into the weekend. What do you say? Let's do it. Hi, Scott. This is Nick. I uh, love your podcast. I've probably listened to about over a hundred episodes just in the past month since I kind of discovered you. I uh, wanted to say thank you for your inspirational message. Um, you know, I've heard you mention the compound effect before, uh, before the, the book by, uh, Darren Hardy. And it's kind of that, uh, you know, one inch at a time mindset that gets us to, um, reach our goals and kind of go towards our why. So just wanted to thank you for, again, your inspirational message. Um, question. So I have a question about, uh, Amazon's inventory placement program. Um, I've not really gotten to the point where I've quite launched my product yet. And I actually have two or three in the pipeline. Um, and one of them is more of a, it's more of a heavy product. It's about eight pounds. Um, and so kind of my understanding of that program would be maybe that it would be more, more beneficial, uh, for possibly some of the larger products where, uh, you know, multiple fulfillment centers, um, may be more costly from, from a shipping or trucking standpoint, especially products on pallets and things like that. Um, but the other products I'm interested in are kind of more, 
uh, fall in the small and light category. Um, so I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were. I haven't heard it on a previous podcast that I've listened to so far. So hopefully it's not a repeat question. Um, but kind of just interested on what your thoughts are for when the inventory placement program is uh, beneficial and appropriate to use. Um, so thank you. And uh, lastly, I'm going to send you a, a, a graphic that explains how thankful I am for you. So hope, hopefully you can uh, look for that in your e- email. Thanks, Scott. Hey, Nick, thank you so much for the question. And great, great radio voice too, man. You might want to go into radio. You got a good little radio voice there. Sounded awesome. Uh, good audio. Uh, yeah, so, all right, cool. So you are a, a, an official binge listener. Right, you just said you'd listen to a hundred episodes like really fast. So, uh, congrats on that, and uh, I'm hoping that that wasn't too much, Scott, in your ear. That could have been, um, and I apologize um, if you're uh, if you're sick of me by now. But um, it sounds like you've gotten some value. It sounds like you are on your way to launching. And the question really is, should you use? The, uh, the feature inside of Amazon where you can send your inventory to one location. Okay. And as of right now, the time that I'm recording this, I believe it's 30 cents additional per, per SKU. Okay. That if, that if you want to send it into one location, um, it's 30 cents additional per unit. Now here's the deal. They're still going to ship that product somewhere else. The advantage for you is is you're going to ship it to a closer location, most likely from where you are, uh, you're located. So your cost shipping it into Amazon will be less. Okay. So you'll probably make that up with the 30 cents. So not a big deal. The downfall is, is like I said, they're going to ship it or you're going to ship it to one of their distribution centers. And then from there, they're going to ship it out to their fulfillment centers. Okay. And some people don't, don't realize that, but Amazon has distribution centers and then fulfillment centers. So what's happening is, is your, your inventory is being sent in there and then it's going to sit there for a little bit. And then they're going to say, okay, we're going to break this up. We're going to take these hundred units. We're going to, we're going to take, you know, a third of them and send them here, a third of them, send them here and a third of them, send them here. Right. That's what they're going to do. And then you may get, you know, maybe a handful of yours that get checked in right away. And then you're going to have to wait on the other ones. And, um, and we've had it actually where sometimes it takes longer, a lot longer when they do that on some of those ones that they're shipping just for whatever reason, right? Maybe that truck broke down or maybe, uh, whatever, something happened, uh, maybe at the warehouse, uh, who knows, right? So there are some advantages to doing the, the sending in the product to one, to one facility. Um, but I also believe that regardless, they're going to, they're going to break it up anyway. So if, if you're saying to yourself, you're doing this cause you don't want them to break it up. They're going to break it up anyway. Okay. Um, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've been buying stuff from Amazon and generally I'm seeing that I can get it either same day or the next day. And it's usually no additional cost. Uh, so they're doing this because they want that to be kind of like the norm. And I've actually shopped recently and I'll look for the ones that say I can get it next day or maybe even sometimes same day, depending on when I order it. If I ordered something like in the morning at nine o'clock, I've got a chance to get it at five o'clock on certain items, but that item needs to be in a warehouse that is close enough near me. Okay. And that's the difference. And they're, you know, they're building more fulfillment centers, more distribution centers. So this can be normal. All right. Uh, so um, my, my thoughts on this are, it, it's up to you. 
Uh, you know, if you don't want to uh, take in, you know, break your orders up and send, you know, three boxes here and three boxes here and three boxes here, then pay the 30 cents. At least that's what it is right now, as far as I know. Um, and then just ship it to one location, you know, and you're going to save a little bit on the one end of shipping it to a closer facility, but then you're going to pay it on the 30 cents. Um, so unless that's changed, that's how it's been. Uh, but that's, that's your call. I don't see a huge advantage in doing that. Honestly, if you let them break it up and you send it to those different locations, you'll probably get checked in quicker. That's just my hunch because they're going to have you ship it to a fulfillment center that's closer. Um, so it takes less time to actually get checked in and be ready to sell. All right. So, uh, anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, Guys, I want to, again, thank you guys for submitting all of these great questions. Keep them coming. Uh, stay active in our Facebook group. Over 50,000 people now in our TAS Facebook group. If you're not part of that, you're missing out. There's a bunch of great people there, great community supporting each other, a wealth of information there. Uh, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy, and you can get hooked up over there. And uh, again, just, uh, you know, maybe you're just going to read through some other people's posts there. People have already been where you're, you're going or where you've been um, or yeah, that doesn't make sense. Not where you've been, where you're going. And uh, they've been there is what I was trying to say. So, uh, you know, it, it's a huge resource for you guys. Totally free too, by the way. And uh, and then the last thing I'll say here is uh, I'll just remind you guys, if you are brand new and you're listening to this for the first time, keep coming back and uh, and do me a favor. Subscribe to this on iTunes. All right, if you subscribe to this, you're going to get notifications when we publish, and which is going to be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's the current schedule. It has been for the past two years. Uh, so definitely go subscribe on iTunes, and uh, that way there you'll go ahead and you'll, you'll get this in your, in your feed or on your iPhone or whatever device you're using. So uh, yeah, do that. All right, so guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up this session of Ascot. As always, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. Oh, I am so rooting for you. But you have to. You got to do something for me. And you guys know what I'm going to say. You have to say what? Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, weekend, whatever time it is. And I'll see you guys right back here on the next episode. Take care, guys.